This is our devotional commentary for the Song of Solomon, chapter 3. She. On my bed by night I sought him whom my soul loves. I sought him, but found him not. I will rise now and go about the city, in the streets and in the squares. I will seek him whom my soul loves. I sought him, but found him not. The watchmen found me as they went about in the city. Have you seen him whom my soul loves? Scarcely had I passed them when I found him whom my soul loves. I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house and into the chamber of her who conceived me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. What is that coming up from the wilderness like columns of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the fragrant powders of a merchant? Behold, it is the litter of Solomon. Around it are sixty mighty men, some of the mighty men of Israel, all of them wearing swords and expert in war, each with a sword at his thigh against terror by night. King Solomon made himself a carriage, from the wood of Lebanon. He made its posts of silver, its back of gold, its seat of purple. Its interior was inlaid with love by the daughters of Jerusalem. Go out, O daughters of Zion, and look upon King Solomon with the crown with which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding, on the day of the gladness of his heart. Separation presents a great challenge for those who are truly in love, yet not properly married. It is hard to wait for the honeymoon. They have gone their separate ways for the evening, but it is agony for them to be apart. So it's not surprising that in Song 3, the woman spends the rest of the night dreaming about the man of her dreams. When she wakes up, she remembers it clearly. Dreams usually focus on our hopes or our fears, and this dream was about both. As soon as the young lady sends her fiancé away, she becomes terrified that she will never see him again. So she leaves the safety of her home to search for him in dangerous city streets. Desperate to find her lover, she looks everywhere and asks everyone He is nowhere to be found. Verses 1 through 3. But then, just as suddenly as she had lost him, she finds him again. And at this point, she does what any young woman would do when she has found the man of her dreams. She takes him straight home to meet her mother. The mention of her mother's bedchamber is a not-so-subtle hint that she is eager to marry her beloved, share sexual intimacy, and start a family. Her desires are natural and positively celebrated. But even in her dreams, the young woman is going about all this in the right way. She wants to receive the blessing of her family as confirmation that 
This romantic relationship is right for her. Verse 4. The woman of the love song must have been a big sister because even in her happiest moments, when she sees her dreams coming to life, she finds it necessary to repeat the same warning that she gave earlier, pleading with the daughters of Jerusalem to not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. She's telling us again that true love really does wait. Until the time is right, we should not say or do anything to arouse sexual desire. This is wise counsel for all, married or single, young or old. Our sexuality and all longings must be offered to God, trusting that He loves us and wants what is best for us. The young woman's purpose is not to stigmatize sexual sin as though it is worse than other sins, nor is it to deny that God has mercy for those who fail to heed this warning. But she wants to help others avoid the mistakes that often break the heart of lovers or lead to difficult consequences down the road. Verse 5. When the couple's wedding day arrives, their simple procession and ceremony is set in the context of the royal court of Solomon, verses 6 through 11. As Philip Ryken put it, the author intends, quote, to elevate marriage and display its true grandeur. Every godly wedding is a royal wedding, since God is a great king Whenever one of his sons marries one of his daughters, it is the marriage of a prince and princess. End quote. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.